So um, we're going to talk about the Grammys, right? Oh, God, do you think our listeners actually want to hear about that? Hey, hey, welcome back to Ready, Set, Review, uh, your number one podcast for music, movies, comics, and culture, the always accurate, always on point. <laughs> you know, uh, one day you'll get it right. Yeah, One day. <laughs> uh, I'm Anthony. And I'm Matt. Hey, and welcome. Uh, for, so first thing we want to talk about uh, is, uh, you know, I uh, want to apologize for last week. Couple of small errors that we had in the podcast that um, our true reviewers, our, our true fans, uh, let us know about. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Game of Thrones on season eight, not nine. <laughs> Sorry, small mistake. I don't know what I was thinking. I got confused. You know, I thought it was season eight too. I wasn't gonna say anything because I didn't want to make you look like a complete idiot. Oh but yeah, sure, I'm also sure. less. <laughs> I'm definitely less of the Game of Thrones expert than you are. So I, I just let you run with that you one. You know, and I, I, I really do uh, try and think of myself as a Game of Thrones expert. But <laughs> you know what happens is that there's so many different names. There's so many different things that are are small intricate parts of a yeah. an overwhelming universe that you know especially with the names they, they can get confusing so oh god sorry yeah. made a mistake you know <laughs> season eight season eight is coming up not season nine and um uh, also uh when we were talking about dance of uh dragons sunfire was the name of the white dragon what did we say sunspot i said sunspot yeah, yeah that's an x-man well, the, the, Sunfire is also, they're both X-Men. Sunfire, oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sunfire was yeah. the original yeah, yeah. sort of flame uh, X-Man from yeah. the original X-Men run with the Uncanny X-Men. And then uh, Sunspot was the X-Force uh, character. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, good, 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 good stuff. Good yeah, exactly. Stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and, always and, accurate, always on point. So we also lied a little bit at the beginning of the show. We are going to talk about the Grammys for like two seconds because something came up well i mean it is a cultural <laughs> phenomenon so I, I think that it is important to uh to talk about it a little bit uh, so. i want to go with cultural dumpster fire but then you know yeah, that's neither here nor there I mean, <laughs> so. it's just it's, it seems very fake so. it is it, it, it's completely fake it's you know we're not we're not going to bore you guys with getting into about you know how the how the grammys are selected how the winners are selected because there's a lot of controversy around that yeah, recently and, especially you know, this year exactly this a lot of um pandering i guess you could say it completely I, you know, completely i, I mean I, I don't it's know, been like that for years i don't know any other way to put that and, no it's um, been like that for years yeah, and we're so. not even going to get into the fact that um there are numerous musical categories that are just completely sidelined nobody cares about they're not even televised and, right. nobody, and it, just, it just sort of like cheapens the whole experience of winning a grammy for me so but what we are going to talk about and and uh, you know this is a big deal for us because it will be <laughs> the first and last time you hear us talk about cardi b on this podcast for some reason i really doubt that i know she's gonna do something else that we're gonna have to talk about dude <laughs> I, you know what enough for nothing man you know more power to her she's getting it out there man she's doing her thing right and she's um she's really making waves right and she's she's really been sort of a a uh, i don't want to call it figurehead or spokesperson or anything like that but certainly a um um, you know, a kind of a role model for, um, maybe not even a role model if that's a good word. I, I hope not. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of women out there, right? They, they find, you know, that, that her, her self-belief and, and her, um, 
um, you know, her, her self-actualization, you know, kind of thing is, is very important and, and how she has, you know, she's a strong, independent woman that don't need no man. <laughs> yeah, but, but her music sucks. So like, well, just, <laughs> I mean, that's just like your opinion, man. I know. I know. I, just, I can't, I can't get behind her music. I'm sorry. I've tried. Yo, and not for nothing, but, um, her outfit was on point. I saw somebody <laughs> said she, she looked like an exploded California roll. I was going <laughs> to say she looked like an, uh, an unpeeled banana, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I liked it. I thought, you know, she's a blooming flower yeah. and she's just such a badass. Like, you know, she's, she's really cool. Right. But you know, Hey, uh, you know, this is a great place to start because obviously <laughs> we made some last, we made some mistakes in our last episode Oh my god! and, uh, Cardi B has made a couple of mistakes recently as well. So I just like, I can't, I can't fathom how how this even happened so after the grammys after she won her grammy for i think it was a hip-hop or rap album of the year i forget exactly what the award was um she uh, received some flowers and uh, I we I didn't do enough research to care who the flowers actually came from because there's a whole bunch of theories around that that it right, might have been it like came a, from an anonymous yeah person. yeah there's like a whole bunch of theories out there that it might have been like a silent little dig against her from Nicki Minaj or something like that who really cares the fact of the matter is the flowers came with a note and the the note uh, had lyrics to a Tom Petty song um, you've got a heart so big that it could crush this town and it said Tom Petty at the bottom now first of all which she probably did not know this, those are actually lyrics from a, a hit song by Tom Petty called Walls. Um, and that's all the notes said. It had the lyrics and it said Tom Petty. So she went ahead and posted on her Instagram, uh, her Instagram story, uh, thank you for the note, Tom Petty, so sweet, blah, 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 going on and on and on. You know, so nice of her to thank Tom Petty, yeah. right? So from the grave, and and do we, yeah, like, do we even need to say why this is retarded? And keep in mind, you know, keep in mind too, Cardi B has something like thirty whatever million followers on Instagram. So you can a lot of people saw this, and of course, the internet immediately took hold and was like, uh, yeah, Tom Petty kind of died in twenty seventeen. Yeah, like, about that. About I just, that. I just don't, I, I don't want to harp on this, but. How can you be that dumb? Because whether or not, I oh mean, come on! I mean, you know, we make we make you know we no. talk about things and and without doing research, as you don't even know what Grammy she won. But it's and it not was even, rap album of, of the year, by yeah, the way, or, but it, or best rap album. Okay, well, whatever. But it's not even research. Like you know, Tom Petty and Cardi B are on complete opposite sides of the musical spectrum. But it is a fact that when Tom Petty died. Every single major media outlet in the United States reported on his death. So unless yeah, she but that had was two years ago, was she not born two years ago? Like, yeah, she, but did may, she just I learn know, how to read? But like it's outside of her genre, you know, no, so I she's get, not really paying attention. Right? I get Look, that. Cardi B, I definitely can feel you. I know we all make mistakes out there. Yeah. <laughs> and to, and to, be, to be fair, I'm not. I, I don't think that like she's committed some you know grave disrespect to Tom Petty by no, not knowing the he opposite, was dead. Right? You know, I'm just saying she's, she's an idiot. Like, like, <laughs> the, reason, the reasons that she thought it was Tom Petty was why because they, they used lyrics, right? Well, no, and, but then it said Tom Petty at the bottom. Oh right, because they were quoting the lyrics, exactly. right? Exactly. So it's like it's like because um, I guarantee you, you she, miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Exactly. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, uh, Michael Scott. Because I guarantee you, she, <laughs> I guarantee you, she didn't know that those were lyrics to a Tom Petty song. She was probably just like, "Oh, this is a wonderful little bit of poetry that Tom Petty wrote for me." Like, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, and again, not a dig. I just wanted to point out. No, the fact just very that funny. We just wanted to laugh at it yeah, for a and, second and because just to talk about hey, listen, everybody makes mistakes yeah. out there, right? Everybody uh, speaks a little bit too quickly. 
We won't get into uh, Liam Neeson at all. (laughs) Sometimes people speak too quickly, but um, and and say things that probably they shouldn't think before you speak. But yeah, so Cardi B, we feel you, we support you, but um, you know, maybe um, I don't know. Do some research. Just use the old Google next time. (laughs) Use that old Googs. (laughs) The Googs next time. Yeah. Yeah. But good on her, right? She won uh, Rap Album of the Year, right? You know, or or Best Rap Album, right? Whatever the award was. Does it matter? Doesn't matter. The Grammys are totally unimportant. It's so fake. Yeah, don't don't let me go off on a tangent on the Grammys. The Grammys are so fake. No, change the topic. Do not let me go off on the Grammys because as a musician, the the Grammys are a complete fucking travesty. And have been for years. Let, let me uh, yeah. one one last point about the Grammys. Oh, one last point. Oh, to, to, so if, if you needed any further proof that the Grammys are completely full of shit, go back to the year that David Bowie died, um, which which very recently only happened a, a few years back, and he had just put out an album uh, prior to his death. I one hundred thousand million percent guarantee you that if he did not die in that year. He would have not even been noticed for Grammy Awards. And that year at the Grammys, uh, that album won like eight Grammys. And David Bowie hadn't won a Grammy for years before that. So that just shows yeah. you how full of shit the Grammys are. And the only reason Tom Petty didn't win a Grammy when he died is because he didn't put out any new music at the time. So like, don't be fooled, people. The Grammys are fucking just a, a dumb-ass popularity contest. And the reason why their ratings have been declining for years is because nobody fucking cares. Yeah, well, and and it's sort of a similar thing happened with the the 2009 Oscars when yep. Ledger won the Oscar for uh, I believe it was Best Actor, yep. and everybody wanted it to be um, Mickey Rourke for exactly. his work in The Wrestler, right? Because it's an amazing movie. Um, definitely encourage you, true reviewers, go out watch that movie if you haven't seen it. It's an incredible view into like the real New Jersey, right? And, like what it's like to be here in New Jersey and and kind of like uh, you know some of the the better parts. But anyway, well, depending on where you're living in New Jersey, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> just and it's it's just a heart wrenching story. It's really really good. And Mickey Rourke just did a fantastic job in that movie. Yeah. And again, it goes into the politics. The same kind of thing with the Grammys, right? Like you have to take out like advertisements and you have to do things in different ways. So that um, so that you can you can I don't know I, I don't know exactly know how it works like I'm not a behind the scenes I don't work in the film industry so I don't know all of the you know things that you have to do in order to like publicize yourself to get an Oscar but um, oh there's a lot of work that goes yeah into there's it. a lot of yeah. work it's like, almost is that like a lot of like publicity like you have to like like essentially like advertise yourself the fact that you are nominated or or were going to be nominated for we, an Oscar. well you know what it's actually very similar to it's actually strangely eerily similar to government lobbying um it's it's a very similar sort yeah, that's of a good process point. that's a good point to to get yourself uh noticed and nominated and considered for oscars um and grammys are honestly not that much differently it's very much like government lobbying yeah which if you know that anything about government lobbying that tells you all you need to know about how full of shit the academy awards and the grammys are yeah i mean it, it definitely seemed a, a, a lot of pandering i think that it's a good thing i think that what they did at the end you know obviously you know not only giving the award to uh cardi b but also child Childish Gambino, 
right? You know, yeah. Donald Glover. I, I think that it's, it's see, and that's a see, but that one, see, that I can actually totally get behind because if you actually listen to the lyrics of "This Is America" and watch the music video, yeah, that's that is a song that a lot of music, just music in general nowadays, doesn't do anymore. And you don't yeah. need like you don't need to have a message behind your music to make good music. But yeah. that song and that music video in particular really had a, a, a very strong and very relatable message. Yeah. So if you want to talk about a, a song and an album that actually legitimately deserves critical praise and recognition and awards, Childish Gambino is it. So all for it. Yeah, I'm definitely. very happy that he won because yeah, he actually 100%. deserved it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and you know, uh, good good on uh, Cardi B. You, know. <laughs> you keep on saying good on Cardi you know, B. I, I'm going to reach I, over here and strangle I, you. I swear to God. We support you. Just, uh, dude, don't get on we Cardi B. We salute you. You never know. Cardi B may turn into a true reviewer one day. You never oh, know. God. How awesome would that be? That would though? actually be really great. <laughs> that would be really great. Worlds are colliding. Worlds are colliding. Worlds are colliding. <laughs> Well, all right. So let's let's move on. Let's let's get into it here. Uh, we've got some some cool things that, that we want to talk to you guys about today. So we're going to start things off um, with uh, some things that are coming up. Obviously, in April, April's going to be a really big month. There's yeah. a lot of things that are happening. We have uh, the Shazam movie that's going to be coming out. Um, WrestleMania is going to be happening, which we're actually going to get a chance to do uh, some live broadcasting. We're actually going to do a um, you know, kind of a live recording from there. And actually, uh, I think we're going to try and throw it on Facebook Live maybe or something. Or definitely oh, a live recording from WrestleMania. Yeah, from WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, we actually have uh, <clears throat> we have really good box seats. So. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we, should, we, should, <laughs> we should clarify that we're just going to be recording from our box seats. We're not going to yeah. be like ringside yeah, with, no, like, no. with like the King and Michael Cole. No, and, you we, know, got a, like, we got uh, a good crew of people that's going to be there as well. So we're, uh, we're pretty excited to... Uh, to take part in this this year, it's going to be in our backyard in yeah. in, uh, in New Jersey. So we've got WrestleMania, we've got Shazam the movie, and we've got the premiere of the final season of Game of Thrones. Right. So Game of Thrones is going to be awesome. So speaking of Game of Thrones, it was announced this week or revealed rather this week that both um, uh, David Benioff and DB Weiss, the creators behind. Uh, Game of Thrones are going to be writing and producing the next Star Wars trilogy, which that's awesome. I mean, it's so cool. It sounds so cool. Yeah. Right? And I think this is a really brilliant move on Disney's part, because the other thing that, um, you know, to, to give to give the you got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, these two guys have been the showrunners for Game of Thrones. And if you guys don't know what a showrunner is, it's basically the person or people in this case that keep a show together exactly. and the best shows will have the best showrunners. And the fact exactly. that game of Thrones has been able to tell the type of story that it has with the number of major characters and keep it together as well as it has, <laughs> that speaks volumes to how good these guys are at showrunner, as showrunners, and I think it, it speaks volumes to how well they can navigate a trilogy of Star Wars movies. Yeah, I think that the biggest reveal is going to be this last season of Game of Thrones, right? Because there's a tremendous amount of pressure. They've been building this story, and just like we talked about last week with uh, Avengers Endgame, you've got that same sort of problem. Right. Where you write this great story, you tell this great story and then you come to the ending and notoriously the ending is the hardest thing to do to tie it all together and to make the end, you know, really justify the story that you're telling. Right. You really want it to, to have that payoff. 
And there's a lot of different ways that Game of Thrones is going to do it. I really think that they're going to do it in a very Game of Thrones way. Uh, from what I've heard, the rumors, the the rumblings that we hear, <laughs> the rumblings that we hear. That was another mistake from last week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Uh, <laughs> but the rumblings that we hear um, right now is that it's going to be very divisive, right? Where it's it's going to really split the audience. Some of the audience is going to like it. Some is not. Very similar to the way that Last Jedi was. But if if uh, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff can really pull this together, it will show that they know how to tell a story when the pressure is highest, yeah. right? When when all of the expectation is there, you know, all of the fans are there, right? This is this is a huge, huge, huge undertaking, right? And to be able to end the story as well as they've told it the entire time. I think is is one of the most difficult things to be able to do. And let's talk about the other crazy thing that is attached to this news, the fact that we're we're getting another so what a a fourth Star Wars trilogy now. Like, you know, I mean which we all probably could have seen coming cuz it's Disney. Right. But I mean they're going to milk it until it does. Yeah, of course, but it really does sort of open up even more so the speculation about what's going to happen in episode nine, because as we've talked about before, you know, Force Awakens, as you know, as much as it acted as a reset, it also really just did a good job continuing a previously told story. And The Last Jedi, I think one of the reasons why it was so divisive is that it is the second part of this trilogy, yeah. but it really feels like the beginning of its own new trilogy or the ending, really. Yeah. So that opens up a lot of questions is what the fuck is going to happen in episode nine? Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, we don't even have a trailer yet. We don't even yeah. have a title for the movie. Yeah, which yeah. is bonkers. Yeah, we have uh, we have nothing yet. So it's I mean, it's really crazy. And. I mean, you know, we we thought that maybe they they are going to wait until Avengers Endgame comes out at the end of April, which is another thing that's happening in April at the end oh, of April, yeah. Avengers Endgame. Oh, damn it. I was hoping that you wouldn't go back to that because I, <laughs> I was waiting to call you out on it because, I mean, you said totally before, forgot. you were like, April is Shazam and WrestleMania, and then just completely I – was, I was so wa- – I, you, Damn it! I hate that you remembered. I want to call you out on that. Another mistake. No. Um, so um, no. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I don't think we're going to get a Star Wars trailer until you go sit down in the movie theater to watch Avengers Endgame. I yeah. think that's going to be the first time we see a trailer. I mean, it's it's not only um, obviously you're going to have all the fans that want to come out for that, but um, you know you're going to be able to have you know just another thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. you know I think that getting a chance to see the Game of Thrones team doing a Star Wars trilogy. Now, the rumors are that they're going to get away from the star, the excuse me, the Skywalker. You were going to say Starks, were well, you? Yeah, well, <laughs> I caught myself. So, <laughs> listen, nobody's perfect, okay? <laughs> Some people are just far less perfect than others. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so, uh, so with the um, with the Game of Thrones team aboard, right? What do you think is going to happen? I mean, like, wh- what do you think some of the uh, the cool things that they could do? I mean, do you think that it's going to be around Jedi? Like, obviously, they have proven that they can do a royal storyline. Yeah. Right? Do you think that they are that? Because that was very much the way that uh, the first movie was done, right? Because you have Princess Leia. Yeah. You have the Jedi Knights. Right. You have. So it's it's they could do and tie in a very regal kind of storyline, which we've seemingly gotten away from. Yeah. in All of the other movies. I think they're going to do two things. They're going to give us a lot more main characters 
Because if you think about it, throughout all of the other trilogies in the Star Wars universe, we really only ever had four or five real main characters, right. which is really small considering how large the universe is. And, you know, we were joking right. last week about how Star Wars fans can take guy number two at the bar and make him into the most important character in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, 100%. But I think that these two guys are going to give us a lot of uh, new main important characters. Yep. Um, and the other thing I think they're going to do is kill a lot of people. <laughs> I think well, if, these, think, if these guys no, are going to be in charge you, of the Star Wars, think, no one's safe. Do you think that it's D.B. Weiss and David Benioff, or, or was that George R.R. R. Martin who did it? I think it's a little bit of both because, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the show has uh, surpassed where we are in the books like three seasons ago, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. people are still oh, getting yeah. killed left and yeah. right. So once, once, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, uh, which I, if you're one of those people, like, oh, why sure. are you even, yeah, why are you even, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but ever since Jon Snow died in the, the show, that was the way that the last book ended. Right. Right. And then, you know, and then ever since then it's been all fresh. So we've had two seasons yeah. now that have been, uh, since, since the end of the book series. Exactly. So, yeah, so I, I think that. You know, it's it's impossible to say what these guys are going to give us, but I really think they're going to give us – I think they're going to do what George Lucas tried to do with the prequel trilogy, right. only a lot better. Because if you look at the prequel trilogy, as much as it focused around Anakin and, and, and Obi-Wan, I really do think that George Lucas was trying really hard to give us – what fans wanted in that true right. expanded universe. Like, right. He was really trying to explore, because we got introduced to a, a shit ton of new planets, new races, new everything. I really think he was trying really hard to do that and do it right, and obviously he, he did not. I think that's what uh, Benioff and Weiss are going to give us in their trilogy, like a true deep dive into the Star Wars universe and like really give the... Because that's all fans ever talk about. Most fans talk about less about the Skywalkers and the Solos and more about everything else. That's why shows yeah. like Rebels and Clone Wars yeah. are so popular among Star Wars fans because they dive into everything else that isn't a Luke Skywalker and isn't a Han Solo. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's... It's something that's really cool is that I think that we're going to get a palate cleanser. And I'm really actually hoping that... Um, I, I hope that Star Wars Episode Nine is absolutely brutal. I hope it it literally takes every character that we've been introduced to. I hope they kill them all off because I would love to see you know DB Weiss and David Benioff get a chance to create and really have that palate cleanser, right? Yeah. And really just get a chance to um, uh, and really just get a chance to start and tell their own story, right? Yeah. Without having any ties to previous stories, without having anything else. Right. Well, they get a chance to really run with it and tell their own story and really be creative without having the responsibility and ties to anything else that anyone else has written or tried to build. Right. Totally agree. So, yeah. So I, I, I think that the, the headline here, if you want to take anything away from this conversation, is that this is a good thing for the Star Wars universe. Oh, I absolutely. Think a, I think it's a the very best good thing. thing. And yeah. uh, we're all really excited to see what's going to come out of this. But first. We have to get past episode nine, which right. frankly, 
you were a little worried about. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's going to be interesting, yeah. right? And to see who they bring back and and who they have cameos. Obviously, exactly. The the rumblings are that Mark Hamill is going to have a cameo, right? right? We got Yoda in the last one, right? Which was really awesome. Yeah. One of the the cooler parts, except for why could he summon Force Lightning from the sky? I don't know, man. But you know. Maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe he's the most Obi- powerful well, Jedi maybe, ever. Right, and well, maybe uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi could have done that, right? But he didn't do it because, I mean, there's that scene in Empire Strikes Back when he talks about, when he's talking to Luke and he's like, I can't go with you, I can't help you when you're going to fight Darth Vader. You know, yeah. you're going to have to face Darth Vader alone. Yep. So, I mean, th- maybe that is something that the Force Ghost can actually do stuff and, and can actually help. I think it's going to come out that if, if it was me writing the story, I would write some sort of twist where it's like the true balance of the Force is a literal balance between the dark side and the light side. Like you yeah. don't need to be just a Jedi yeah. and you don't need to be just a Sith. The balance, the true balance of the Force is somewhere in the middle, and that's why Yoda was able to command the Force lightning because even though he is a Jedi as we know him, he still sort of – Let's call it dabbles in the dark arts yeah. a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we're really excited either way. I like The Last Jedi. Anthony didn't because he's a fucking moron. No, there are um, parts we're of gonna... it that I like. That's not entirely <laughs> accurate. There are uh, definitely parts of it that uh, I really Mr. Enjoyed. President, that's not entirely <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Best scene in that entire movie. Yeah, that's from uh, Independence. Yeah, Day. best scene in that entire movie. Um, so, all right, so we talk a lot about rumors. Uh, some other rumors that popped up this week that yeah, we are like really excited to talk yeah, about. Yeah, and we're gonna, we're just gonna be. I feel like we talk about this almost every single week, and we're going to talk about it because it's really, really cool, and and it they have the opportunity to really do something great here. So, Batman casting rumors have been flying. All over the fucking place for the last couple of weeks. Um, we've got a list of names here that has sort of bubbled to the top of the rumor mill. And uh, it's there's a lot of names. We look at the list and we're like, oh, okay. And then we see another name and we're like, what the fuck? Um, so I don't know. Should we, should we start with a, a possibility or like a real what the fuck uh, name here? Because so, we've got a lot of names on the list. Yeah, so, I mean, we there, there are a lot of names on the list. Um, um, but... Um, yeah, let's let's go with one of the crazier ones. All right, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Now, just real quick for those of you that don't know, and please, please do not get me started on these movies. So I could talk for hours about how bad they are. Robert Pattinson is the main dude in Twilight, the sparkly, glowy vampire who is the object of Kristen Stewart's affection. So that's all you need to know. Why in perfect? Fuck, would anybody consider this guy <laughs> to be word. fucking Batman? Oh, perfect fuck. <laughs> That's from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yes, I yes, know. <laughs> you peed on a corpse? No, 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 no. I get to ask the question. <laughs> why in perfect fuck would you pee on a corpse? Anyway, I'm sorry. So, yeah, yeah. Why, why this guy? Come on. So, I mean, he looks good in a suit. Uh, he may look good in the, the cape and the cowl, right? But, it, you know, and, and it's really going to be interesting to see, you know, kind of what story that they're going to tell. How old are they going to have Batman? right like when we had uh ben affleck it was an older more seasoned batman right where where the mansion had already been destroyed um and so there's you know just kind of like a lot of uh different you know you know there's a lot of different ways that they could take it but i I really don't want them to do a year one because we got year one with christian bale right and christian bale was an amazing batman and an amazing bruce wayne I think that the because the Robert Pattinson rumor has been really prevalent as of late, and 
this is just me, but I, I think that's just WB fucking with us. I, I, I think they're punking us. Like, I mean, like I, let's see how angry the fanboys will get when we throw this out there. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of people out there who have actually thought that this is a good idea, right? So, Well, those people are idiots. Well. Like, just come on. They're, and, and again, not to say that Robert Pattinson is not a good actor because Twilight movies aside – He's been in some other stuff post-Twilight where he actually shows off some pretty decent acting chops. I just think that if they are seriously considering him, you have to remember, DC fanboys in particular are a very unforgiving and stupid lot. And the same thing <laughs> happened. Remember, they shot themselves in the foot from day one when they announced Ben Affleck as Batman. People were enraged over the choice of Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah, like, and oh, the guy from Gigli? Blah, 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 yeah, blah. Same thing with um, with Heath Ledger as exactly. Joker. And then he turned out to be the best Joker that we've ever exactly. had on the screen. And by announcing, by announcing Robert Pattinson as Batman, if this really comes to pass, they're just shooting themselves in the foot from the get-go again because everyone's well, just going to go, oh, the guy from Twilight? Right, and I think that they can do dark and brooding. Like, he, he's, you know, he is dark and brooding, right? But I... You know, and I get He'll that love that's, you forever. Yeah, that's the Batman character, right? Like, I get it. Like, he's, he's, you know what? He's hung up on the fact that his parents were murdered in front of him, right? And he creates this uh, character so that he can go and avenge people so that no one else has to lose their parents ever again, right? So, okay, so he's dark and he's brooding and you can't do a Batman movie without dark and brooding and, and, um... So maybe uh, Robert, Robert Pattinson could do a good job. Uh, I have I have I have a headache. Let's talk about the next guy. <laughs> All right. So somebody that we think would do a great job as uh, as Batman um, is um, Ben Burn Ben Barnes. Yep. Excuse me, Ben Barnes. So Ben Barnes, you know him from Westworld um, as well. He was in the new Punisher uh, show that's on Netflix. Now that's all the proof you need. If you watch him and. Either the two seasons of Punisher, particularly season two, yeah, that is all the proof that you need that this guy can pull off Batman. He needs to put on maybe like thirty pounds of muscle. He's a little scrawny, uh, yeah, but yeah, definitely the at way least, he uh, acts, at least ten the, to twenty, yeah, the way he acts, the way he emotes, the way he did the Jigsaw character yeah. in Punisher season two. This guy would make a great Batman. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that he and, – and you need that good blend, right, of Bruce Wayne versus, versus Batman, yep. right? You need to be able to pull off both characters. And what I'm really hoping for, right, is that we're going to get a chance to see a Batman movie that is much more of the, the, the world's greatest detective. Yeah. Right? So you make it a mystery story, right? We, we talk about how Marvel does all of these different genres with their movies. I would love to see DC. Do not do a world-ending villain. Do not do a big bad guy. Do a crazy whodunit mystery thriller Right where Batman is solving a crime, right, and he has to put together the pieces to solve this this crime, right. I think that's a, such a unique take on Batman, and I think that Ben Barnes really could do a great job at at playing both characters, both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I, I think he would be a fantastic choice for the role, and I think he's you know they keep on saying they want to do a younger Batman for year one, but they haven't really said how much younger. Right. I think he's right. like. 
just young enough to maybe make that cut. Yeah. And, he, and even if he's not actually the age they want him to, like he's got a bit of a baby face, he could pull it off. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Right. It just, Don't shave for a couple days. Know, one of the things that I loved about the uh, Batman versus Superman uh, movie was the fact that they just jump into having Batman. You don't need to tell his origin story. Everybody knows his origin story already, right? It's one of the most widely known origin stories that's out there, right? So let's get, uh, let's just jump in the middle and just pick it up from Batman. He's he's been working in Gotham City for a number of years, right? And just just ready, set, go, right? And just take it from there. Uh, you meant ready, set, review. Well. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so I don't know what that laugh was, but it was great nonetheless. So, uh, so another crazy, uh, crazy option um, that we're not a fan of is a uh, Army Hammer. Now, this is an interesting. Which a lot of people say is like the definitive kind of go-to person that they but, think should be the guy. Yeah, but those people are dumb. Okay, because, okay. Here, ready? Here's the litmus test. Tell me the last good movie that Army Hammer was the star of. I'll wait. Yeah, yeah you no. fucking can't, yeah. right? And Army no. Hammer is one of these guys. His name always pops up every time there's a new comic movie. His name popped up when they were talking about casting Shazam. Yep. Didn't get it. Didn't when get there it. was supposed to be a Green Lantern movie, didn't get it. When the Green Arrow movies and talks, didn't get it. Yeah. Flash, didn't get it. Yeah. This guy's fuck. And you know why he didn't get it? Because he fucking sucks. He's not a good <laughs> actor. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the Lone Ranger? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, 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 I haven't. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no. don't go see it. It's not good. Yeah. Like, Army Hammer sucks. Yeah, I, I don't think that he would really pull off. Because, again, you, you kind of do need a little bit of that brooding, right? You need you need the emotionally wounded character, and I don't think yeah. that he could pull that no, off. No, he's a fucking lax bro. He, like, he, like, <laughs> he's going to show up playing Bruce Wayne with a backwards trucker hat, three days three days of uh, post-non-shave, and, a bottle, and a bottle of Smirnoff. Like, <laughs> it worked for Aquaman. <laughs> uh, but it's like a different kind of bro. He's like the modern-day bro. Like, yeah. Army Hammer is like the kind of guy that you saw at the the tau kappa epsilon frat oh. house you know yeah that's right called out ain't yeah. nothing to fuck with yeah exactly he ain't nothing to fuck with he's the kind of douchebag that has a brand on him like you know that's a bit of a dig that was unfair but no army <laughs> army hammer would be an awful batman he would be an awful Batman, and that's just, and that's just a fact. He he can't pull it off. He doesn't have the acting chops. I don't care if you've got fucking Steven Spielberg directing yeah. this movie. He can't pull it off. I'm yeah. sorry, Army. I'm no. sorry. No, I don't think so either. Um, one of the other names that's being thrown around right in rumors is um, uh, Tyler Hoechlin. Yep. Uh, he played Superman in the Supergirl uh, series. Now this I'm on board with, and he was he was great. At, he's been great as Superman, right? He's in my opinion, uh, in the last twenty years, the best Superman put to screen, other than animated, right? Right? I think that he's I think he's great. I think that the um, the 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 Elseworlds storyline, as well as Crisis on Infinite Earths, was great. I thought both of those were incredible. Um, so, but he wasn't in Elseworlds. He was just in Crisis, right? No, he was in Elseworlds. Right? Yeah, he was, he was in Elseworlds, yeah. Wait, um, which, which is the one that just happened? No, Crisis Elseworlds. hasn't happened yet. No, Crisis was last season. That was right, Crisis that's on Earth right, that's right. Yeah. He yeah, wasn't Crisis, in that. He wasn't in Crisis. Right, he, he was, was in Elseworlds. Elseworlds. Yeah. Sorry. And, and you know what? I, I totally agree with you that he'd make a great Batman, 
But the only reason he doesn't get my vote for that is because I would much rather him continue to be Superman and hopefully yeah. Superman on the big screen because I agree yeah. with you. He is – he he's phenomenal as Superman. He does Clark Kent perfectly. He does Superman perfectly. He's he's absolutely phenomenal He even did role. bad guy Superman yeah. really, really well, right? Where yeah. he had that sort of benevolent, you know, kind of Thanos-style villain – where he was very benevolent, but he was all powerful, yeah. right? And so, because he's Superman, right? Yeah. So what can he do, right? And he did such a great job. And but so I, I agree with you, one hundred percent. Could he do a good job as Batman? Yeah, I, I really think that he could. Yeah. Do I want to see him as Batman? No, I want to see him as Superman. I want to see him as Superman on the big screen and and in everything, right? Especially if Henry Cavill doesn't come back, which I hope he does, but I I just don't. Going to. No, I don't. I yeah, we we've yeah. talked a lot about this, and yeah, even though it's still not official, official. Yeah, we we. I mean, don't. he did post a picture of himself at the gym. He's jacked. He's looking big, dude. He's looking. He's looking he's really looking big. Real yeah. big. He's looking really and he, big. And he took a picture of himself standing next to a Superman <laughs> statue. He looked bigger than the statue. I know. Yeah, I I don't. Um, you know, I think he's. I think he's just trolling us a little bit. I don't think he's gonna ever come back. To the Superman role, especially like we've talked about, the direction the DC universe seems to be taking. Um, yeah, I mean they already put Superman in the on the back burner, like with Batman versus Superman, and he hasn't come back to the front burner for quite a while now. And yeah, I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna sit on Superman for a little while. Um, yeah, you really got to get you got to get kind of a palate cleanse there. Yeah, you you really do. Um, yeah. like, like we said, the reason why we liked Aquaman was because it 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 washes our palates of Zack Snyder, and I think we just need a complete palate cleanser of that whole right. Zack, with the exception of Wonder Woman. Keep on giving us more Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, but everybody else can just fucking take a chill pill because. Yeah. And I ooh. think it would be cool, right? So even though Batman's not going to come out until twenty twenty one, I think it would be maybe. Cool. Maybe, yeah. I think it would be cool if maybe in one of the, the future movies, right, like they did with the first Suicide Squad, just do a little cameo appearance, right? Give people a little teaser, a little taste, right, and whet their appetite yeah. for what they're going to get in the future, right? Because I think it'll be a reason. It'll it'll help put over that movie that you're doing, right? And it'll help establish, right, the next character to be Batman. Yeah, totally agree. Um, yeah. So the last name on our list here, this one is... My personal favorite. Uh, is this is this your favorite too, or is it just is it just me? No, I mean I, this one is my personal favorite. I I, I think I think uh, you know I think he could do a good job. I, yeah. I think it's an interesting choice. Steve Yun. Yes. That is Steve Yun from the Walking Dead series, who recently well not recently it's like three seasons ago now yeah, was killed. Yeah. Um, I, I I think he would be fantastic yeah. as Batman. He's also a very prominent Korean actor. Yes, exactly. He, he's actually a very big star in Korea. Exactly. And, and um, uh, I think he was on Lost as well. Was he on Lost? I don't let me, you know what, think let me, so. let me consult the big board. Yeah, yeah. Let's get our so social media intern. No, it's, <laughs> she's not here tonight. Um, but I, I, I don't think he was on Lost. I think he was maybe a bit too young for that show at that point. Remember, Lost came out like it was like 15 years ago now at this point, right? Like right. It was a while ago. Yeah, I was never a big Lost fan. Um, but Steve Young, um, you know, uh, very, you know, became a very quickly became a main character in The Walking Dead. Uh, he was one of those characters that we always thought, you know, is he going to make it? Is he not going to make it? He, he had a very prominent role through a lot of seasons up until his death. And I thought, as if you watch The Walking Dead through some of those. Um, 
mid to later seasons as his character progresses and as he sort of takes a more prominent role a more aggressive role starts to kick a little bit more ass becomes a little bit more darker you really see a pathway to a bruce wayne batman when you watch him act and i think that he would be an absolutely phenomenal Batman. And we always hear about, you know, like everybody yeah. nowadays, everybody's always clamoring. It's like, oh, you know, you know, why does Batman have to be white? He doesn't. He doesn't need to he be white. He doesn't need to be white. And and this is a perfect example of a way that you could get away with doing that. Yeah. And you're right, he wasn't in uh, he wasn't in Lost. Of course I was um, right. Yeah, of course you were right. <laughs> I made a mistake. But he's been in Law and Order. Um, he was in a movie called Warehouse Thirteen. Um, oh, that's a great a movie, movie called Harder Than It Looks. Um, he's been in a ton of stuff, um, you know, and I, I think that he is a great actor. Um, I really think that he has the action chops. Yeah. He has the martial arts chops to be able yep. to do Batman. I agree with you. I don't think that we need um, – I, I think, it, you know, to give the, the title of Batman or to give the cape and cowl to somebody who is not a white actor, right, I think it would be a, a cool, refreshing difference, right? Exactly. I think, you know, uh, you know, some of the other names that we've, we've seen thrown around as well because he always gets thrown around with every single movie nowadays is Michael B. Jordan. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and people are talking about him being Superman. People are talking about him being Batman. Right? Would he do a great job? Of course, because the guy's an amazing actor and he's great. Right? But I don't think... I, and, and I, maybe it's just because he's too played out. Right? Because he is in too much. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see him as Batman. Right? I would love to see him as, as maybe a different role. Right? Yeah. But I, I wouldn't want to see him as Batman. Yeah, exactly. No, no I, I totally agree. I, I wouldn't want to see him as Batman either. I would much rather them go. I, honestly, my, my my top choice really would be Steve Young for Batman. I think he would do a phenomenal yeah, job. I think he would do a phenomenal job. Yeah, I, I think he would do really well. Uh, oh. And then, of course, the uh, the one sleeper pick uh, that we want to be able to have in there, uh, especially if they do a Batman Beyond not movie. a sleeper pick. He is a sleeper pick. Lou Taylor Pucci definitely <laughs> should be in the contention for Batman. Lou Taylor Pucci is an amazing actor. He proved it in you. He's 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 really got that that you know kind of deep brooding. My my only concern is he's a little short. He would need to put on a lot of muscle. But oh, shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> but so is Tom Cruise, right? Tom Cruise is like way shorter than even Lou is, right? So I think that he could do a good job, especially if they do a Batman Beyond where you have a younger character playing Terry McGinnis who's actually taking on the Batman role and then you have an older Batman that's playing behind the sort of computer. I think he could do a great Terry McGinnis or a great – or even a great, you know, Dick Grayson or somebody. You're just, you're just never going to give up on this Batman Beyond. The, that movie is not happening. It's happening. Batman Beyond. Is not it's happening. happening a live happening. action movie. It's happening. Oh God! How could you give up on a billion dollar You're idea? Such an idiot. All you have to do, right? If, if if WB came out today and said we're doing Batman Beyond, Michael Keaton is going to be Batman, right? And the the old Batman behind the computer, boom billion dollars yeah. like immediately like how could I, you give up on a billion dollar idea i'm not saying i disagree with you i'm just telling you warner brothers is too stupid for this this is not gonna happen they're too dumb oh, well. one, the people at warner brothers they from what they've shown us with their dc movies it's painfully obvious that not a single one of them have ever actually read a DC comic. Do you think they actually know what Batman Beyond is? No. You go to a DC, you go to a Warner Brother no. executive and say, "Hey, I've got a great idea for a Batman Beyond movie." They're gonna go, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. What you mean, Batman? No, I mean Batman Beyond. What the, they're not gonna know. They're yeah. fucking idiots. <laughs> like, I, 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 I we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I agree that I think that'd be a great movie. Yeah. It's just not gonna happen. And Lou Taylor Pucci as uh, as. Uh, 
Um, oh, as Batman, could be great. It would be great. We love you, Lou. Yeah. Shout out, friend of the show, yeah. Lou Taylor Pucci. Lou Taylor Pucci, big friend um, of the show. Uh, and hey, you know what? We, we, we skipped the name on the list here, and, uh, and probably rightfully so, because when Anthony and I were, were putting this list together... He was like, oh, yeah, this guy. And I'm like, who? And we were yeah. like, who? Yeah. We looked up on IMDb. We were like, who? Yeah, who? Oh, oh, this guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No shot. Awful idea. The guy's name is Ryan Guzman. Ryan Guzman. Um, right. And uh, we both had to, like, really scratch our heads and, and, and dig to find out what this guy has been in that we would have either, A, watched or, or B, cared about. Yep. And the closest thing we came to uh, was uh, some bit parts in the the freeform show, Pretty Little Liars, which yes. uh, which before anybody says anything and, and comes at me, oh, yes, man. I fucking like Pretty yeah, Little Liars. Matt, you're okay? a fan. We've talked about it. I'm a fan <laughs> of Pretty Little Liars. Go fuck yourselves, okay? But aside from that— Very revealing. Yeah. Aside from that, this guy's big claim to fame was he took over Channing Tatum's part in the Step Up movies. Yes, movies. movies. They made yeah, more than was, one of he them. He was in multiple. Yeah, they made Go more than him. one of them. You, yeah, you know what he is? Yeah. He's the fucking Daniel Bernhardt. Or like he, the other guy that took over for Jean-Claude Van Damme in the Bloodsport movies. Blood Sport movies? That's yeah. this guy. <laughs> That's your claim to fame, okay? Like, yeah. sorry, yeah. no shot. No, and they, they want they want a big name actor to be the, yeah. the part of Batman. So yeah, and again, not, not to say not to say that you can't take a lesser known actor right. and elevate them into this kind of role, right? Because you can, one hundred percent can. We're just telling you, you can't do it with this guy because no, <laughs> no, he sucks. No, <laughs> so I mean, I mean, unless Batman is gonna like suddenly develop some sort of like you know break dancing yeah. jujitsu that he's gonna fight criminals with. <laughs> It's called you know, capoeira, no. Matt. It's called capoeira. All right. I studied it for two years. I did it. Okay. Oh God. You studied <laughs> I used to play it. Him oh, I hate you. You studied it for two years. He did one move. He did one move. Dude, the vertical horizon. Yeah, me. I know. I know what it was. It was and, in the fucking yearbook. And, I remember. And, and if you uh, say the name correctly, it's the Aú Malandro. Oh, I Thank you here. very much. Oh, Thank I you very here. much, ladies and gentlemen, speaking Portuguese. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Multilingual oh podcast. Oh, my God. Please move on to the next topic. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so Batman rumors. Uh, let us know what you think, if, if you think anybody else that we missed, anybody that you think would be a, um, a good uh, person to be Batman out there. So, yeah, true reviewers, let us know. What do you think? Uh, but moving on, moving on to uh, our next topic. Uh, one of the big things we want to talk about, uh, especially being here in New Jersey, uh, is the East Coast Comic Con. Um, the East Coast Comic Con is a uh, developing Comic Con that's here in New Jersey. Uh, we've gone the last two years. Well, you didn't get a chance to go last year for <laughs> some health issues, but we actually got a chance to have some uh, some artists and writers get a chance to say love notes to you. So we pass love notes back to you. But wait, I gotta tell this story real quick because this is one of my favorite stories of all time. So okay. I was, I was, I had a, a few minor health issues last year. I was laid up for a little bit. Um, right around the time when the Comic-Con was happening. Um, and uh, obviously I'm fine now, thanks for your consideration. Yeah. Um, but uh, so Anthony went and I said to him, I was like, hey, I was like, can I give you a couple of the comics and things to get signed? Because one of the people that was at the Comic-Con mm-hmm. uh, was my all-time favorite Spider-Man artist. And not only my all-time favorite, yeah. quite possibly one of the most, with the exception of like maybe John Romita Sr., one of the most legendary Todd Spider-Man McFarlane. artists. What? No, Tom McFarlane. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. Okay. Um, uh, one of the most legendary Spider-Man artists of all time, Mr. Mark Bagley. Uh, so Anthony went, being the awesome friend that he is. He took my comic. 
uh, went to go meet Mark Bagley, told him the story about how I wanted to be there, but I couldn't, et cetera, et cetera. Mark Bagley filmed a little video for me that uh, that Anthony sent to me. I'm going to try to maybe see if I can post it on the Instagram page. Yeah, it was the definitely. greatest thing ever because it was Mark Bagley like speaking to me yeah. and talking about it, and he was like totally trolling me, like making was, fun of me because I was like, you know. Such a great oh, God, guy. Man. I mean, he went so far above and beyond yeah. and, and did this, this you know, kind of oh. uh, video recording. Recording for and it, us. it was, it was such just, a cool experience. He was just, he's such a nice guy, like, yeah. you know. And it's just one of those things. And one of the cool things is that um, if if you went to him and you were online and you got a book signed, he didn't charge you. Yeah. If you personalized it, right. or if you personalized it, right. he didn't charge you. If you didn't personalize it, he would charge you because right. he didn't you can resell you know, it. Yeah, because you can resell it. But if you personalized it, he didn't charge you, right? So not only did was he did he give me an autograph for free. But he also gave me this video for free, which yeah. was just, I mean, Amazing. just, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things that you just don't see every day at a Comic-Con and just, you know, just a big, big shout out, uh, you know, so, you and know, the thank other, you so much. The other thing you got me, which I'm actually staring at on the estate oh, room yeah. wall right now, <laughs> the other big name that I wanted to see there was uh, uh, Fabian Nicesa, um, yeah. one of the co-creators yep. of Deadpool, longtime uh, X-Force Deadpool writer, um, and he signed a picture of Deadpool, and it's got a little thought bubble around it, and he wrote, Pass that stone, baby. Pass I, that stone. I had free kidney stones. That's why I couldn't go. But it, yeah. so I've got it. It's up there now, and it was just so. You know, it sucked. I couldn't go, but yep. I think some of the the benefits I got from not going were, were even cooler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just talking about the East Coast Comic Con. You know, the first year that we went, um, it was. Um, it was a small comic convention, right? But last year when we went, it's really started to blossom, and this year even more so. I mean, they're, they're big certain, names. They've got, and one of the other things that they have is they have a lot of cool cars that they bring in there. Yeah. Right. So they had the original um, uh, Batman, the 1960s Batmobile. They had the, the Ghostbusters. Ecto, the yeah, the yeah. Ecto-1. Um, they had the monkeys um, yep. car that was there. And they always have like some really really cool like nerdy cars that are there. Yeah. So. I think this year they're having the, I believe I saw they're having the Green Hornet. Um, I don't know if they call it the Green Hornet Mobile, the yeah. Green Hornet Car. But like, yeah. like, like that's fucking cool because we're huge fans of that. Um, yeah. So we just wanted to plug this almost really because you know again yeah. we always talk about doing local stuff like you know and like when, when people talk about comic and getting out there to support exactly you know, support you know support people right when people you talk know? about cons all you hear about is San Diego Comic Con, New York Comic Con, maybe Chicago Comic Con. Awesome cons, don't get me wrong, lots of cool shit happening yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, they're the legendary yeah. ones right now. But these local cons are are specifically amazing for, for two specific reasons. One, because they have a lot of they, – they, they focus more on actual, like, comic book creators so some of the guests and stuff like you said like you know like mark bagley fabian says that the year before we met peter david an yep. absolute legend in the industry timothy zahn exactly I timothy met. zahn he right? was incredible he was one of the nicest yeah. guys and the other thing that we like about it the second thing that we really love about it is that the local cons this one in particular they really try to prop up local indie either just Artists or comic book artists, comic producers. I last when I when yeah. I went when I went two years ago, I came home with a stack of indie comics, yeah. all of which were fantastic and yeah. artwork and toys, and it's just a really great thing to do. So we really encourage you guys to go and check it out. And we wanted to just talk about the the fact that how Anthony was saying how this is really blossoming into a bigger con. This list of names we're going to talk about. Is proof of that. Yeah, one hundred percent. So a couple names that are coming to this con this year: George Perez. George Perez 
uh, is a legendary comic book creator of uh, the a writer of a lot of the crisis stories that DC is very popular for, co-creator of Teen Titans, and he had a legendary run on Avengers in the yep. 90s. Yep. Uh, absolutely fantastic. You've got Kevin Conroy, who's oh, going to be there, who, I mean, we've talked about him before, but, I mean, he is the voice of Batman. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of the animated movies. He did, he was the voice of Batman in the original 1990, well, I can't say original, but yeah. the 1990s animated series, yep. um, as well as he was, he continued to be the voice of Batman in um, the new adventures of Batman and Robin, yep. and then into Justice League as well, and Justice League Unlimited. I mean, Absolutely. the guy just... He is Batman. Yeah. And I talk about that, that person that can do the Batman and Bruce Wayne. He had a very distinct difference in his voice, right? When he was doing Bruce Wayne and doing Batman without having it to be like really growly. Exactly. Right? Like Christian Bale. He did. just nailed it. Yeah. And then, uh, he's such a great, great, you know, uh, voice actor. Uh, another guy coming. Oh, he's also uh, done all the Batman video games as well. Yeah, of course. All the Arkham, uh, Arkham um, games. Another guy coming is Joe Sinat, who is a legendary Marvel inker, um, very popular. He did it actually for a very long time. He did a lot of Jack Kirby's uh, ink work. Um, and then all through the 70s, uh, he was a very legendary inker for Marvel. Um, you also have Joe Giella, who is the oldest living Batman artist. Um, this is a big one for me. Yeah. Jim Starlin. Jim Starlin. Yeah. The creator of Thanos. Yeah. The the guy that gave us the original Infinity Gauntlet storyline and really gave us a lot of the Marvel cosmic well, one universe of the creators as of we Thanos. know it today. Yeah. What? One of the creators. Well, yeah, the, the more credited creator of Thanos, but yeah. but he uh, but he wrote the Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War. Yes. He wrote a lot yeah. of those stories, and he really is, like I said, he really is the guy that sort of gave us the Marvel cosmic universe that we know today. He was the creator of that. Right. Yeah. So they've got some really good people. Um, so as well as they've got uh, one of the guys that I absolutely love. If you've ever seen the movie Ted or or if you've ever seen the movie Flash Gordon, Sam Jones is going to be there. Um, the Flash! <laughs> the Sam Jones, man. You know, just just really excited, right? I just, it makes you want to break out a baggie and just fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Get out of town, man. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man, that scene in 10-2 is great. Oh, that's oh and he goes, he goes, no, I just did some of that guy, and he's just fine. And the guy's jumping rope, and he punches a guy that jumps through the window. Yeah. Ted's like, oh, no, thank you. I'll pass. 10-2, <laughs> very underrated movie. Yeah, very underrated. underrated. Very funny. Um, other big name that's going to be there, Um, this was a, this when I heard this name, this is like a blast from the past for me because yeah. I even, like, honestly – Forgot his name. Larry Hama, longtime G.I. Joe writer and yep. co-creator yep. of, the, of the comic books, not the TV right. show. Of, and the real American hero, yeah. right? A lot so of people the, forget. The cartoon show from like the 80s and everything yeah. like that. that you a know, lot of people forget really that G.I. Joe was like, Joe what it is. It was a comic book before it was a movie. A lot of people forget oh, yeah. that. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously it, it was the, the first action figure for boys yeah. too back in the – I mean right after World War II. I want to say I, – I mean I – you know. I, uh, I think you're right about that. I think you're right about that. I know it was right after World War yeah. II, but I don't know the exact date yeah. that it came out. But I know it was one of the first action figures for boys. Absolutely. And it was G.I. Joe. Yeah, so um, so 
Go to East Coast Comic Con. It's yeah. May twenty twenty first. If you live in or around the tri-state yep. area, you know, take the day, especially on Saturday. It's only a two-day con, so you don't have to worry about taking a day off of work for it. So go on Saturday, go on Sunday, you know, check it out. Go in and get a chance. You know, I really encourage you. You get a chance to experience uh, the the artists and the writers in a way that you don't really normally get a chance to, and especially in other bigger cons, you don't have that long wait to to be there as well. Um, now it's, it's going to be in May this year. They decided to push it back. Usually it's the last weekend in April. Um, I think one of the reasons why they pushed it back was for obvious reasons is because, uh, Avengers comes out in the last weekend of April. Smart. Very smart. Yeah. Very smart. So yeah, the yeah. actual dates are May. It's, in, it's May 17th through the 19th, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Exactly. Um, so, uh, how do you recommend the, going? uh, it's going to be at the Secaucus Convention Center. Yep. Um, so yeah, go definitely, you know, East Coast Comic Con. I think it's just eastcoastcomiccon.com. Yep. Check it out. And, um, yeah. And uh, hopefully you get a chance to have a, a really great experience like we've had the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, uh, last big thing we want to talk about, big news coming out, uh, mm-hmm. from the Marvel camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly, very much tied to what we were talking about last week, um, with the uh, the the Marvel Fox, I'm sorry, the Disney Fox merger news. Yep. Um, so Marvel just announced a partnership with Hulu for a bunch of new TV shows, and this is really interesting for a number of reasons. Um, we'll get to that in a moment. That's like spoiler alert. Really exciting. Um, so they announced uh, four new, well, five technically new TV shows coming out. Um, <laughs> And they're they're so deliciously ridiculous that we can't help but be excited. Well, yeah, and and they're so niche. So, like, so niche. It's like so it's niche. Like we talk about like you know how we never used to get the ancillary characters. These Dude. are all ancillary characters. What's going on? Marvel here? is going deep, and I'm so excited about. It. So we're gonna get yeah. a we're gonna get a show uh, a Modok show. Right. Um. So Modok is the big brain, the floating head. If yep. you, you've ever seen him in the comics or or cartoon show yep. of Avengers. Yep. Was uh, he's like the floating. He's got the little legs the little arms he's just a giant floating head we're gonna get howard the duck howard the duck thank you amazing we are gonna get a tigress and dazzler show which is interesting because it's gonna combine those two characters but they're not like dazzler was an x-man right no that's why i love it they're completely they come from two completely different worlds dazzler is a mutant tigress uh tigra is not she's like a tiger male female hybrid yeah. i don't i don't know yeah, almost like um, a, the marvel version of chitara exactly yeah um and then and this one this one i'm particularly excited about we're going to get a hit monkey show oh <laughs> god hit monkey is such a great character it's such a, it's, man talk about deep cuts Dude, man real deep cuts yeah and so what's exciting about it is that all five of these shows are gonna happen and then we're gonna get a, a team up show called the offenders. <laughs> the, the offenders, yeah. Because yeah, they're just, you know, offensive characters and just weird characters. So smart, though. And the other thing that's really yeah. exciting about them, just to give you, you know, so we're talking about these are deep cuts. These are ancillary characters. Let me just read you three of the names attached to executive produce and create these shows. Yep. To give you an idea of how much Marvel cares about this. Yep. In no particular order. Patton Oswalt. Yep. Chelsea Handler. Yep. And Kevin fucking Smith. Kevin Smith. Like, man, come just, on. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I think it'll be great. I think that you all do a great job. Um, I, you know, obviously, Chelsea Handler hopefully taking the um, the Tigra and Dazzler show. Yeah. Right? 
Kevin Smith, uh, not sure which one he's going to be doing. Uh, I believe Kevin Smith is doing the Howard the Duck one. Is he really? Yes. Okay. Which, like, wow. come on. Like, uh, that would be, I mean, awesome. that's just, I mean, that's just so perfect for, for Howard, Smith Howard the Duck is going to be smoking mad blunts, man. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, man. Just uh, wait. <laughs> love those dick and fart jokes. But this is really love exciting, it. too, because another thing that somebody brought to my attention the other day, because um, I, I, when I first heard this news, I immediately started scratching my head going, Disney Plus is coming out. Like, that's a fact. They're announcing yep. shows on Disney Plus. Yep. Why is Marvel doing a partnership with Hulu? At first, I thought maybe they were just taking a, a bit of a bit of a dig at uh, uh, at Netflix by yep. by switching some stuff over to Hulu. Yep. But then I just did a quick Google search and reminded myself that I forgot. Um, Disney owns thirty percent of Hulu right now. Um, AT&T, they just own everything. They right, get their right, and everything. But now. wait, but follow me on this. AT and T, Time Warner owns something like ten percent. Comcast owns uh, a, a percentage. You know who owns another thirty percent of Hulu? Who's that? Fox. Do they really? Yes. So, so if I'm doing what? my math correctly, Disney will soon own. 60% of Hulu. Or does now own. Right? Did yeah, that what, deal go through? I, I think it did. I mean, I know it's been approved. I know that there's a lot of, like, work until it actually gets finalized. But, uh, but yeah. yeah. So then that then that got me thinking. We were talking before about, you know, uh, is Marvel going to put those dark and brooding Netflix shows, The Defenders, on Disney Plus? Right. No. Disney they're going to dark. Hulu. No, no, they're going to I don't, Hulu. I don't. No, these shows are going to Hulu. Mark yeah. my words right now. These shows are going to Hulu. That would be interesting. I'm calling it right now. Calling it right now. I don't know. I mean, Again, they may. They yeah. may do it. Yeah. Right? Again, I don't know if they're going to have if we're going to get Charlie Cox and Mike Coulter and 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 uh, and all the same actors. Yeah. But those shows are going to Hulu. Mark yeah. my words. I mean, I, I hope that they do, right? Because you definitely don't want those shows to die, especially Daredevil. Daredevil was so good through yeah. the three seasons. Epically good. You know, um, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin is one of the best villains put to screen that I've ever seen one of the best you know versions of Kingpin so much to the fact that I would actually love to see Vincent D'Onofrio take on the role of Lex Luthor right where I you know and, and I mentioned this in a, in a previous episode but I really think it would be such a cool idea to have him as as Lex Luthor I think it would be such an original take and you could literally have him just playing the yeah. same character Agreed. right and, and just playing Lex Luthor instead yeah. So um so keep an eye out for this. Again, this news literally just got announced a couple days ago that we, we don't know much about it yet. We're gonna keep on following this uh for you guys because you know we know a lot of you guys can't read and then do this research on your own. So that's why we're here <laughs> I know I can't at Ready read. Set Review. <laughs> um but so uh so now you wanna get into our new favorite segment of the week. Um and it's called Will It Suck? Okay, so we want to talk about Will It Suck this week? Will It Suck this week? We're talking about the live-action Aladdin. <laughs> so one of the biggest memes to hit this, the, the, the internet this Dude. week uh, is they released pictures of Will Smith as the genie, and he is blue and ridiculous looking. <laughs> Dude, the internet, the internet is having a Field day. I I sat down. I sat down the other day. I saw the pictures, and I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, we have to make a meme about this. And I sat there. Yeah. Like th- the possibilities are literally endless because yep. he he looks 
He looks like a like a he looks like he's wearing a blue spray painted muscle suit. Yeah. But for some reason, it's CGI'd. I I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like they put him on the front of Variety as in you know just as himself. Entertainment Weekly. Or oh sorry, Entertainment yeah. Weekly. But you know like, what? That, that's a good point because this is what I'm gonna say because again we talk about how much we don't like fanboys right. and fanboys. This is your fucking fault, okay? Because <laughs> he came out on the. Uh, it's not obviously their fault, but he came out on the Entertainment Weekly cover, and he wasn't blue. And right. the and fanboys were shitting themselves. We can't have a genie that's not blue. What's going on? Yeah, which I, again, you you switch the medium, right? Yeah. You go from animated to live action. You want it to be different. I don't want to have the same yeah. story. I don't want this to be a carbon copy of of the original Aladdin cartoon show, right? I want to be able to have something new. All I'm right? gonna say is. Look what you did. Oh. Look what, look at it. Yeah. Look at it. You did it, fanboys. God, you did it. it it's your he, fault. He looks it's your fault. And it just boggles my mind because like it's obviously some sort of motion capture um work that he's doing in this movie. And if you look at like Guardians of the Galaxy, for example, right. the character of Rocket Raccoon right. is a is a dude in a green suit yeah. doing motion capture work. And yeah. he looks flawless. Yeah, it's great. Yet done a great somehow Will Smith looks yeah. like he's looks like CGI from 1996. Yeah. It almost like, seems like they did it as an afterthought, right? Right, right. Like, same did thing, they? same thing that they did with with um, Ryan Reynolds in Green Lantern. It right? really feels that Where way. It was like an afterthought, and they CGI'd on his costume instead of having it be a regular costume, and it just made the whole thing ridiculous and dumb. Right? Yeah. So I think that's, that's what they're doing with this. And it just looks so bad. Yeah. It's so cringeworthy. So talk about a big flop, Disney. You don't always get it right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, you know, people were really – we talked about it uh, like a few episodes back. People were really excited about the Lion King trailer, which yeah. as as ridiculous as we think it is to remake the Lion King shot for shot live action, yeah. that movie's going to make a billion dollars at the box office. It yep. actually looks like a good movie. Yep. This movie, from what little we've seen, looks like it's going to tank hard. Yeah. And can we just talk about the fact for a second? I, I, let me rephrase that. I don't really want to talk about it. I just want to state a fact here. Are we really just going to overlook the fact that Will Smith has literally become another version of Nicolas Cage where every movie he's been in for the last 10 years, he's just playing Will Smith. Will Smith. Like, <laughs> come on, people. I mean, even as Deadshot, he just played Will Smith. Right? He just he was Will Smith. Will know? Smith. Yeah. Cosplaying as Deadshot. <laughs> now he's cosplaying as the genie. Yeah, it was kind of like you were, we were talking before the show here, reviewers, and uh, – and Matt was like, we're just getting the guy from Independence Day in all of his movies, right? So I'm just waiting for him to, like, you know, punch Jafar in the face and say, welcome to Earth. You know? Like, come on. Right? I think I would, if he did that, I, it would change my whole mind about it. Like, I, I want 100%. in the trailer, I want the genie punching Jafar, and I, I want... The, 10 out of 10, I'm going to go see that. 10 like... out of 10, I'm definitely seeing it. <laughs> uh... Here's your wish. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. Oh, damn. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, uh, we're not looking forward to this movie. No, uh, we, we give this two big Jafar thumbs down. Yeah, seriously. Oh, God. Painfully <laughs> Definitely. Bad. It, will this suck? Uh, chances are, yes, yeah. it will. Survey says. Survey says. Yes. yes. Um, so, it's that time of the show now where we talk about our favorite segment of the week. 
who's going to win the week? like the sound clips i hope you guys do we're trying to make the show better so uh, hopefully you guys like it yeah very very like very uh, lots of production goes into this show yeah a whole lot of production because you have planning obviously a lot of research we try and not get anything wrong or go off the cuff (laughs) you know we always do (laughs) i I try not to get anything Anthony gets things wrong all the time apparently apparently. Um, so last week we were correct uh and 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 to be fair we were not super correct Lego 2 won the week, but not by a lot, and it didn't perform as well as everybody had expected. Yeah, and only made $36 million in the box office, and there's literally people, like, all of the producers are shitting themselves, and they're like, why wasn't this a success? It's it's a great movie. The Lego Batman movie was great. The Lego first movie was great. There's nothing coming out, right? Like, it makes no sense. Why did this movie do so badly? Because... Like we talked about for the last month worth of episodes, January and February are just literal dumping grounds for movies. I don't yeah. understand why they released this movie in yeah. February. Not the right time to release this kind of movie. Like yeah. the cold weather and the, the desire to go see a movie in cold weather only takes you so far. So bad yeah. move on you guys. You deserve that. Yeah. Um, but we were still right. We correctly predicted it. Uh, what women want came in in second, in second in a, right. not a distant second, like a moderately close yeah, second. Moderately close. Um, so, so this week, what's coming out this week? So this week we've got uh, the one that I'm really excited for, uh, which is Alita: Battle Angel. Um, it, there's there. It, it we talked about how last week, um, you know, we were talking about the, how how much of a difference it was from when it got first released to the critics, and there were a lot of those critics that just panned this movie, saying that it was too much into one movie, right? Too much story, and they kind of rush through it, and they try and, and, and tell a lot of story in a short period of time. Um, but it seems that a lot of the audience members and a lot of the fans that are coming out and seeing this are absolutely raving about it and absolutely loving it. The world seems to be awesome. The character is amazing. Um, I actually watched this anime when I was a kid. Uh, Sci-Fi Channel used to do a thing called Saturday Anime. Um, so I actually got a chance to watch uh, Battle Angel Alita, the anime. Um, I actually just re-watched it just the other day. Um, it's all available on YouTube. So if you guys are interested to go and see it, um, definitely check it out on YouTube. There's some great VHS rips of it. Um, uh, but I, I really think that Alita is going to be an amazing movie. And the other one, which is so hard for me to say, is also going to be an amazing movie, right, is Fighting With My Family. Uh, Fighting With My Family Goddamn is, rock. Is, is, well, he's not, he's got a, a bit part in it. Yeah. He's not like the main character, but um, it is essentially the story of the professional wrestler Paige and her family coming over from the UK and her getting into the professional wrestling business. Um, And it's really a story all about that. That movie has a rating right now in the high 90s. Which is really impressive. Yeah, Um, it's got a Rotten Tomato with a high 90s. I mean, I think the movie actually looks really good. Um, I don't think, though, in terms of winner of the week, I mean, I think the... I really think unless Lego gets some sort of unforeseen push, I really think Alita takes the week because we were talking last week, you know, about yeah. how it's had a, a roller coaster ride on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes, which says that it's going to be a very divisive movie. But we think yeah. that fans are really going to latch on to it. 
Um, and I don't think that – I think that fighting with my family – right? let me rephrase that. I know that fighting with my family is definitely being released on less screens yeah, it is. than Alita. I think, I think Alita is being released yeah. on 3,700 screens. Yeah. So I think Alita um, is going to take the week, right? You'd yeah, say that? Yeah, definitely. 100%. You know, yeah. and, it's, and it's a shame because I think fighting with my family is going to be a great movie. Um, I think it's going to be very similar to the way that The Wrestler was where it's going to tell that really – I think it's going to be much more of a heart-wrenching story. Um, and I think that the, it's going to really go with the ups and downs of uh, the different characters that are there. Um, and I think it's I think it's going to be a great movie. I don't think that it, despite having The Rock in it, I don't think that it's going to beat uh, Alita. Alita yeah. is just it's a big name movie. Um, it made thirty six million dollars or somewhere around there. It made it made maybe thirty two million dollars overseas. Oh, it got released overseas already. Um, yeah, it was released overseas, um, and it's actually um, it's being released by Fox. And, and and there is nothing that would make me happier than to see Alita do just incredibly well because there are so many critics and, and predictions that were out there saying that this is going to be uh, Fox's burst, first big flop of the year, right? And, yeah. I, and I really hope that they're wrong because it's, it's such a great – story the the story itself of alita um and, and it really has just incredible characters and the actors that are in it are absolutely incredible so really hoping that this does win the week yep i agree um we're really looking forward to it yeah i actually went and one of the reasons the other reasons i think i i went and did the uh passport to iron city uh, which was the live experience that they had in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg. I got a chance to, to go and do it, and it was amazing. It was like this interactive, like competitive kind of like game that you do with a whole bunch of other people. And when I went there, I went there on a Friday night, and it was packed. It was absolutely packed. It was such a cool experience. They had actors that were there. So the, really the whole environment came alive, and you really just kind of like submerged yourself in the environment of what is Iron City, right? And it was just because like just getting a chance to see how packed it was really makes me think that there's a lot of fans that are out there that are excited to see this movie, yeah. you know? And, and when it comes to anime movies, you know, Ghost in the Shell didn't really do that well. The Dragon Ball movie was garbage, <laughs> right? A lot of the, the anime movies that they tried to bring into live action haven't crossed the medium well. This one, I think, will. I, yeah. think, I think being directed by Robert Rodriguez and being produced by James Cameron, which is, I mean, this is his baby and something that he's wanted to do for 20 years now, right? I think this is just going to be just a, a great experience. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a fun time at the movies. Like, I, I just think it's, it's exactly what you want to do when you go and see a movie. It's just going to be a fun, action-packed, very violent, heart-wrenching story, right? That's going to have some really cool aspects. And it's, it's going to be cool to see, you know, how they end it. Because in the anime, uh, they end it very abruptly. Like yeah. It, it just, and, and I mean, talk about compacting a lot of story they literally the anime is an hour long right and again go see it on youtube it's very easy to find um but they they compact this entire story into this hour-long anime you watch this thing and it feels like you've been there for two hours because you know this entire story and you're really submerged in the environment and everything else and they do a great job i think that they're gonna they're gonna copy that with this movie and i think it's gonna be really good yeah, no, totally agree. We're we're very excited to see that. Um, so so listen, guys, just remember, go on to SoundCloud and now Spotify. And now Spotify. Go listen and, and soon to iTunes. We'll That's be right. on iTunes soon. We're That's growing right. as uh, as our audience grows. 
go uh, go 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 listen. Go like all of our stuff. Go listen to all of our episodes. Yeah, all leave the episodes some comments down below. Tell us, tell us what you think. We love to hear from you guys. As much as I say that I don't, I really we do. We always do. I love to hear your we stupid do. opinions and dismantle <laughs> them piece by piece. So Absolutely. keep on giving me your bad opinions. I can't wait to hear more about them. Um, we're very the excited. Consummate heel. Yeah, the exactly. Heel. We'll be back next week as always. And uh, remember, true reviewers, stay tuned. <laughs>